What's up, everybody? My name is Zach Schumler. This is Strong Opinion Sports. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Today is Monday, December 11th, and it's really, really late on Monday night. I waited. I had three finals to do today, and I waited until tonight. I'm really, really grateful that I did not record the show earlier because so much happened in the sports world. My Twitter feed has just been a gift that keeps on giving. There's a lot of news to talk about. I'm very excited to jump into the show. We're going to talk about Jimmy Garoppolo today. We're going to talk about the Seahawks versus the Jaguars, the repercussions of that loss. How does that affect Russell Wilson? We're going to talk a lot about the idea of patience. That'll be the middle portion of the show. We're going to talk later about Michigan football, and I'm even going to find a way to make baseball seem interesting. You can subscribe to Strong Opinion Sports on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and on YouTube. You can find the full entire podcast. I film it and I put it on YouTube. You can also find my best most interesting clips on YouTube. Tell your friends about Strong Opinion Sports. We are growing, and some of you guys are doing it. You're tagging me in your posts. It's really exciting. Continue to share this show on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube, whatever it is. Tell your friends about Strong Opinion Sports. We're growing. It's a ton of fun. On Saturday, Baker Mayfield won the Heisman Trophy, and his speech was not only one of the best Heisman Trophy speeches I have ever seen, it may be one of the best speeches I've ever seen. It really moved me. I loved it. The guy came to tears. And I want to start with talking about Baker Mayfield. But I want to tell, to understand Baker Mayfield, I want to tell you guys a story. I've been arguing with a friend of mine. I go to Washington State University. And a friend of mine and I have been butting heads about college. I struggle with college. I'm not a big fan of college. I very begrudgingly attend Washington State. I, I want to be a broadcaster someday. And it really it bothers me. Like, why am I writing history papers? But all in all, I've found Washington State is the perfect place for me. He does not feel that way. My buddy's transferring. He said, I quote, I don't feel like there's enough opportunities here at Washington State University. I couldn't disagree more. I really, really struggled with that. We butted heads. I believe you need to create your own opportunities. College is not there to hand you a job. College is there to challenge you, prepare you, you can learn some skills, but ultimately it's on you to create your own opportunities. If you know someone, that's great. I I got a job in Los Angeles because I met a guy this summer. I worked really hard. I networked with him. He gave me a job. But if you don't know someone, that's okay. Earn it. Make it happen. I left that job. I came here to Washington State because I want to build my own thing. If if the door isn't open for you, kick it down. Make it happen. I really believe that. I strongly believe that. That is why I do Strong Opinion Sports. I want to be on camera. I want to talk about sports, and I just love it. So I'm creating my own opportunities. He felt like there's not enough opportunities for him. And we talked about it. He emailed someone. And if it were me, I would have emailed them. I would have found them on Facebook. I would have gone to their office, I would have really tracked them down, but there's a difference. Someone who goes after it, someone who kicks the door down really, really wants an opportunity. They want it very badly. Actions speak louder than words. You know who goes after opportunities? You know who kicks doors down? Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield has walked onto two college football teams and made it. He became a starter at both schools. He has now won the Heisman Trophy. You cannot tell me, no matter what you feel about Baker Mayfield, some people think he's cocky, some people love him, some people hate him. No matter how you feel about Baker Mayfield, you cannot tell me Baker Mayfield doesn't work his butt off and want to be successful. It's crazy. I see all these comparisons between Baker Mayfield and Russell Wilson. People compare Baker Mayfield to Johnny Manziel, even Cam Newton. It's really ridiculous. I want to break into, I want to start by talking about those comparisons tell you why he doesn't translate to any of them and why Baker Mayfield is really his own beast. 
First, people compare him to Russell Wilson. It's because he's short. Russell Wilson's short. Baker Mayfield's short. Can Baker Mayfield be successful in the NFL? So they compare him to Russell Wilson. Baker Mayfield is nothing like Russell Wilson. Baker Mayfield is not as good of an athlete, doesn't have as good of an arm. Russell Wilson is far more reserved than Baker Mayfield. There are no similarities. They're just both short. That's the only comparison you can draw. Then you compare him to Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel is also short, but Johnny Manziel, again, is a far better athlete than Baker Mayfield. Now, the one comparison you can't, they both have a couple issues on and off the field. Baker Mayfield had gotten trouble for holding his crotch earlier this year. He also got in trouble with the police a couple, a little while ago. But Baker Mayfield is a hard worker. He has work ethic. Johnny Manziel couldn't figure it out. He couldn't stop partying. Johnny Manziel's partying got in the way of him being successful. And the last comparison is Cam Newton. First of all, they're nothing alike in stature. Cam Newton's 6'5", 6'6". Baker Mayfield's barely six feet. They're not even close. Cam Newton's a far better athlete. Now you talk about maturity. Cam Newton and, and Baker Mayfield both, you can both question their maturity, but Cam Newton really struggles with maturity. Like Cam Newton can't even sit down and get through an interview with a reporter. He's awful. He gets in the way of himself all the stinking time. So if Baker Mayfield doesn't compare to Russell Wilson or Johnny Manziel or Cam Newton, what is Baker Mayfield? Baker Mayfield is absolutely fueled by passion and love for the game. I've told this story many times. I was hanging out with Trent Dilfer one time. I got to work with him very closely. He knew me by name. It was a ton of fun. He asked our group, do you love football or do you love what football brings you? I promise you, Baker Mayfield loves football. Johnny Manziel, Cam Newton, they got in their own way. Their immaturity, their on-the-field and off-the-field actions got in the way of them being a professional. You can criticize Baker Mayfield on the field and off the field all you want, but Baker Mayfield will not be a problem when it comes to being professional. Baker Mayfield will go into whatever football team drafts him and work his butt off. You don't overcome all the obstacles Baker Mayfield has had to overcome to stop now. Baker Mayfield had to walk onto Texas Tech. Then he had to walk onto Oklahoma. He's had to overcome obstacle after obstacle after obstacle. And everywhere he has gone, he has been successful. That is because Baker Mayfield loves football and Baker Mayfield works his butt off. You can also talk about off the field. I think Baker Mayfield got arrested once. That's a very valid concern. I challenge you, look up Ben Roethlisberger's problems with the police. I'm not going to get into it. I think that would distract from the ultimate topic. But Ben Roethlisberger's had issues with the police as well. And that guy has two Super Bowls. You can bet against Baker Mayfield all you want, but I will never do that. I believe in Baker Mayfield. I think Baker Mayfield has always overcome everything you throw his way. I'm never going to bet against Baker Mayfield because the guy has something very special. Baker Mayfield loves the game of football. You don't start your own podcast unless you love talking about sports and want to broadcast. You don't walk onto two different football teams unless you absolutely love football. I believe in Baker Mayfield. I believe he will be successful in the NFL. Despite the fact the guy who has won the Heisman, which seems to really affect you as a quarterback. I think Sam Bradford did. Matt Leiner did. Tim Tebow did. Robert Griffin did. Every quarterback that wins the Heisman seems unable to succeed in the NFL. If anyone can overcome that obstacle, it is Baker Mayfield. Now, would I draft Baker Mayfield number one overall? No. No, I would not. Not at all. 
There are a lot of things that have to go right for Baker Mayfield to be a successful NFL quarterback. First of all, if I'm the Browns or the Giants, I'm not even getting close to Baker Mayfield. That's because Baker Mayfield has a weak arm. It snows a lot in Cleveland. It snows a lot in New York. You cannot throw the ball in those kind of conditions with a weak arm. It's really tough. Mark Sanchez struggled. You will see if if one of those two teams drafts Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield will not be successful. Baker Mayfield needs very specific parameters in order for him to work in the NFL. Similar to, I feel, with Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson wouldn't have worked in New York, wouldn't have worked in Cleveland because his arm isn't strong enough. Baker Mayfield needs to go to Arizona, maybe Jacksonville, but Arizona, the Cardinals is where Baker Mayfield needs to go in order to be successful. I'm saying that right now so that when they draft him in April, you will see Baker Mayfield all this whole time should have been going to the Arizona Cardinals. It's a perfect fit. The Cardinals will have a middle round draft pick, a middle of the first round draft pick, which is exactly where I think Baker Mayfield will be drafted. The Cardinals are his best chance to be successful. First of all, the Arizona Cardinals play in warm weather. They play a lot. They play on the West Coast, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Seattle, and in a dome in Arizona. Eight out of your 16 games will be in warm to rainy weather. And that is absolutely in the favor of Baker Mayfield. Next, you will also have Larry Fitzgerald there to help shepherd him through his rookie year and his early years in Arizona. Baker, uh, Larry Fitzgerald is an absolute professional. If I wanted to, any fields really, if I wanted to go into finance, wanted to go into veterinary school, whatever, whatever field I was going into, I'd want a guy like Larry Fitzgerald around me. Larry Fitzgerald is an absolute professional. He's one of the best receivers ever to play this game, and he's never had a great quarterback. He really, truly hasn't. But Baker Mayfield understands how to be a professional. Sorry, Larry Fitzgerald understands how to be a professional. He can help guide Baker Mayfield along the way. But the best thing about Arizona that will really help Baker Mayfield when, if, he, if and when he goes there is Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians is the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. He, first of all, he's an offensive genius. He understands what it takes to be a successful quarterback. He can build an offense around Baker Mayfield's specific skills. He won't try to make him do play action, throw the ball deep, because that is not Baker Mayfield's strength. He's a creative, offensive genius that can take Baker Mayfield's best strengths and use them in their offense. But here's why he could really help Baker Mayfield. Bruce Arians coached both Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning as rookie quarterbacks. He knows what it takes to be successful as a rookie, and he's done it with rookie quarterbacks before. Bruce Arians and Baker Mayfield would be a perfect match made in heaven. Baker Mayfield needs to go to the Arizona Cardinals. That is where he will be successful. Two years ago, two years ago, the Eagles and the Los Angeles Rams were both an absolute mess. Today, the Eagles are 11 and 2 and the Rams are 9 and 4. So what changed? What made them suddenly fantastic? They went from having the number one and number two overall pick to being top teams in the NFC. I think they're going to win their division. They're both on track to win their divisions in the NFC. That is incredible. To go from first round, number one, number two overall draft pick to making the playoffs and being a top seed in the playoffs, it's unheard of. What changed was they drafted quarterbacks and now they have good quarterback play. They have quarterbacks who are playing well and are helping them on their way to the playoffs. You need a good quarterback to win. I've said it over and over 
and over again. On Sunday, here's what happened. Carson Wentz, the Philadelphia Eagles quarterback, tore his ACL. It's over. Their season is absolutely over. What got them there? Good quarterback play. What got them to 11-2 for the season? Carson Wentz. What are they missing now? Carson Wentz. It's a math problem. 1 plus 2 equals 3. 1 plus 0 does not equal 3. You're not going to get to the end result without one of those ingredients. You need Carson Wentz. Now, Carson Wentz is going to be replaced by Nick Foles. And people have a lot of faith. It's surprising to me. A lot of people have faith in Nick Foles. Now, once upon a time, Nick Foles was successful in the NFL. Under Tip Kelly, I believe it was 2009. I I really don't know. At one point, Nick Foles was successful under Tip Kelly in that offense. Now, I don't think this is a testament to Nick Foles. I believe this was a testament to how good of a coach Chip Kelly is. Chip Kelly took a guy like Nick Foles and made him an MVP candidate. That's how good Chip Kelly is. Nick Foles, without Chip Kelly, tanked. He did awful. And the further proof that Nick Foles is not going to help the Eagles and why the Eagles will not win a Super Bowl is this. The Philadelphia Eagles had Nick Foles, and they still drafted Carson Wentz. Says it all right there. They didn't believe in him. He wasn't getting it done, so they had to draft another guy named Carson Wentz. We've already seen Nick Foles do it. He doesn't have it. He won't make it happen. I'm not saying the Eagles couldn't win a couple more games this year, but they're not going to win the Super Bowl. The Philadelphia Eagles' hopes at winning a Super Bowl are absolutely over. I'm sorry to say it. I'm sorry, Michael. My friend Michael Kaiser is a big Philadelphia Eagles fan. I'm really sorry, but the Eagles' season is now over. They will not win a Super Bowl and probably won't even win a playoff game. I want to move our focus to this. I've been single for two years now, and I'm really, and that part of that's because I'm really picky, and part of that's because I don't make a big effort. I'm terrible at answering my phone. I'm really busy recording podcasts. I just don't have a lot of time to pursue relationships. But I meet a lot of girls. I really do meet a lot of girls. And I keep saying to my friends, I say, all the girls I'm meeting are extremely vanilla. <laughs> and funny, no one understands what that means. What that means is vanilla is boring. Chocolate ice cream, that's exciting, that's good. You want chocolate ice cream. Vanilla, eh. It's, just, it's average. It's fine. It's boring. A lot of the girls I meet, I'm like, I just, you know, they're not, there's nothing there. They're not, there's no fire. There's no, there's no, oh, I want to date that girl. But when you know, you know. When you see it, when I meet a girl, I'm like, I want to date that girl. Or I would, I could date that girl. I know immediately. I know exactly when I meet her, I'm like, oh, that, that's the girl right there. I've been watching Jimmy Garoppolo now for two weeks. And I know. When you know, you know. Jimmy Garoppolo is absolutely a franchise quarterback. We don't know how good he is. We don't know what level he is. We don't know if he can win a Super Bowl yet. But we know, I know at least, by watching Jimmy Garoppolo, this guy is a franchise quarterback. There are four tiers of quarterbacks in the NFL. The first one is miracle workers. Miracle workers can win a Super Bowl no matter what you put around them. You know, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. The second tier is quarterbacks that can win you a Super Bowl, but they need a lot of help. The third tier is quarterbacks that will never win a Super Bowl, but they can win you a lot of games. Just They'll never win a Super Bowl. They can't get you past the hump. I'm not sure which one of these tiers that Jimmy Garoppolo fits into, but I know that Jimmy Garoppolo is a franchise quarterback. Let's look at the trade that the 49ers made in order to acquire Jimmy Garoppolo. The 49ers traded one second round pick straight up 
for our franchise quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. For some perspective, in 2012, the Redskins traded their most of their roster to acquire the rights to draft Robert Griffin III, the Heisman winner from Baylor. And Robert, that trade didn't even work. Robert Griffin III wasn't even a good NFL quarterback. Yet that was an unproven commodity. That was enough. The 49ers got the steal of the century. They traded just a second round draft pick and got a fantastic, fantastic NFL quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo. It doesn't matter what the Patriots draft with the number two over with that second round pick. It doesn't matter what the Patriots draft with that second round pick. Jimmy Garoppolo will contribute and help the 49ers win for the next 10 years, if not longer. Look at what the Patriots draft. We'll compare that when it happens. Nowhere near. It will be nowhere near as viable and helpful for their franchise as Jimmy Garoppolo will be to the San Francisco 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo's strength is accuracy and poise. My dad asked me one time what it's like to play quarterback. And and I was kind of a nerd, very poetic. I like writing. So I said this. I said, playing quarterback is kind of like trying to do ballet while a bunch of wolves are attacking you. Because you have giant, giant 6'6", 300-pound men trying to come at you and kill you. And yet you have to remain clear, have a clear head, look downfield, maneuver those pass rushers, and throw the ball downfield. It's incredibly, incredibly difficult. That absolutely is Jimmy Garoppolo's strength. Jimmy Garoppolo is calm no matter what the situation is. Jimmy Garoppolo, very similar to Tom Brady, slides around the pocket, takes a step to the left, throws a ball downfield. He knows he's going to get hit. He does not back away from getting hit. He is very extremely poised in the pocket. And Jimmy Garoppolo's accuracy is absolutely incredible. Jimmy Garoppolo throws the ball not only to where you're going to be, but he throws it low, he throws it high, he throws it behind you a little bit. He puts the ball exactly where it needs to be to give his receiver the best chance to be successful. Jimmy Garoppolo can take an average receiver and suddenly elevate his play because it's really hard to draw a pass that hits you exactly where they need to. If you're hitting a guy in stride in the hands, it's really hard to be bad at catching a football because it's, it's right in your breadbasket. Jimmy Garoppolo will elevate receivers and he's going to do a lot of good things for the San Francisco 49ers. He's absolutely a franchise quarterback. On December 31, the, Red, the 49ers play the Rams and that will be Jimmy Garoppolo's biggest test as a quarterback. Here's what I expect from Jimmy Garoppolo. I expect Jimmy Garoppolo to be poised and battle. He'll remain composed and give the Rams a run for their money. I do not expect Jimmy Garoppolo to win. But you will see on December 31st, when Jimmy Garoppolo gives the Rams a run for their money, challenges them, will not win the game, but it'll be close and competitive because of Jimmy Garoppolo. You will see Jimmy Garoppolo is the real deal and absolutely a franchise quarterback. I've seen a lot of comparisons recently to between the 49ers and the Giants. The Giants are probably, hopefully, going to win the rest of the games this season. In, high, in comparison, the 49ers are going to end the season winning a couple of games. They're playing Jimmy Garoppolo. They have a, a very winnable schedule the rest of the year, and that is absolutely good for the 49ers. Some people I know are very upset that you know now the 49ers are not going to get the number two overall pick. What is the value of hope? Because you're trading, you're not going to get the number two overall pick with the San Francisco 49ers. But now you have hope for the rest of the season. Psychologically, I promise you, as a 49ers fan, you would want to win a couple games at the end of the year than be whatever the, the, San, the New York Giants are going to be. 
New York Giants are maybe not winning a game the rest of the year. They're absolutely in turmoil. They don't have a coach. They don't have any hope for next year. They don't know who their quarterback is. In comparison, the 49ers have a coach, a general manager, a quarterback. They know they can win some games with Jimmy Garoppolo. You have hope for next year. So I know. I know 49ers fans may be upset that they're not going to get the number two overall pick. But that number two overall pick, I would absolutely trade all day for a franchise quarterback and for hope for the future. That is what Jimmy Garoppolo gives the 49ers. My name is Zach Schaumler. I'm going to take a short break. When I return, University of Michigan football made a move that it shocked me and suddenly makes Michigan overnight contenders for a national championship. I have interesting thoughts on the Ball family, Lonzo Ball, Leangelo Ball, Mellow Ball, and I found a comparison between the Ball family and a couple wide receivers at my favorite university. And later, we will talk about Russell Wilson. He lost to the Jaguars. Is Russell Wilson still an MVP candidate? There's a lot of good stuff ahead. My name is Zach Schaumler. You can subscribe to Strong Opinion Sports on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and on YouTube. I put my full show on YouTube. I put my best clips on YouTube. Tell your friends about Strong Opinion Sports. We're growing. It's, oh, it's really exciting. It's so cool. I'm getting incredible comments on YouTube. Mostly, they're all really positive, really engaging, interesting questions. It's a lot of fun. Tell your friends about Strong Opinion Sports on Facebook, on Twitter, whatever social media you have. Tell your friends about Strong Opinion Sports. My name is Zach Schaumler. I'll be right back. All right, we are back. My name is Zach Schaumler. This is Strong Opinion Sports. Quarterback is absolutely the most important position in all of football. You cannot win without a quarterback. I don't care if it's high school, college, the NFL. You need a competent quarterback to win football games. For the last three years, the University of Michigan has not had a quarterback. And, and the media has been highly, highly critical. The media, the fan base, everybody has been highly critical of Michigan's coach, Jim Harbaugh. He won 10 games his first year, 10 games last year, only eight games this year. And people are saying, is Jim Harbaugh able to win? Why can't he get them over the hump? My answer has been for the last three years, the reason why Jim Harbaugh hasn't won a national championship, hasn't won the Big Ten, loses kind of weird games, the reason why Jim Harbaugh hasn't been absolutely dominant. He's been dominant, but not absolutely dominant and won a Big Ten championship. The reason for this is Jim Harbaugh has not had yet a good, competent quarterback. Now the pressure is on because we just found out Shea Patterson, the Ole Miss quarterback, is transferring to Michigan. Shea Patterson is by far one of the best quarterbacks in the nation. I'm so, so excited. Shea Patterson last year had 17 touchdowns and nine interceptions before he, before he got injured in seven games. So he had 17, what, 17 times two? That's 34. Shea Patterson roughly had, would have been 34 in, uh, touchdowns with 18 interceptions and could have thrown for over 4,000 yards if he'd stayed healthy. He has a 63.8% completion percentage. Shea Patterson is a fantastic Fantastic quarterback. I cannot wait to see what happens to him in the Big Ten. But now the pressure's on because Jim Harbaugh has to win. He now has one of the best quarterbacks in the nation. If he can't win with Shea Patterson, he can't win at Michigan. He can't win a Big Ten championship. I think Shea Patterson makes Michigan a big, not only a Big Ten champion contender, now Michigan can suddenly win a national championship. Michigan goes from a really good team to one of the top teams in all of college football. Jim Harbaugh recruits absolute freaks of nature. I call them mutants, people that are just physically on another level compared to other college athletes. Add the quarterback to that, Michigan is suddenly a title contender. Now, we're not sure yet if Shea Patterson will be eligible to play next season. 
The reason why Shea Patterson is transferring is because the NCAA has dropped many, many sanctions on Ole Miss. Ole Miss had a problem with their head coach, Hugh Freeze. He got fired. He, they got in trouble. Ole Miss lost scholarships, I think, as a bull ban. So the NCAA is allowing seniors at Ole Miss to transfer out without any penalty. They don't have to sit out next year. They don't ever have to sit out. Ole Miss transfers, seniors that transfer right now can play immediately. The problem is Shea Patterson is a sophomore. So later this week, the NCAA is ruling whether or not Shea Patterson will be allowed to play next year at Michigan. But regardless, Michigan getting Shea Patterson changes everything. It makes Michigan suddenly a title contender. And I think this will help Shea Patterson down the road when he wants to go to the NFL. Look at all the quarterbacks in the NFL. Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Drew Brees. Many quarterback after quarterback after quarterback has come out of the Big Ten. For some reason, I think it's a pro-style offense, the type of weather they play in and the run-heavy stuff. Not every good quarterback comes out of the Big Ten. We have Phillip Rivers, Russell Wilson was at NC State for a little bit, Aaron Rodgers is from the Pac-12. But a lot of the top quarterbacks in the NFL come out of the Big Ten. I think being in the Big Ten, because if you look at especially this, the Big Ten versus the SEC, not a lot of successful NFL quarterbacks come out of the big uh, out of the SEC. A lot of successful NFL quarterbacks come out of the Big Ten. Being in the Big Ten will absolutely help Shea Patterson down the road when he wants to go to the NFL. I'm going to tell you guys a story. I go to college at Washington State University, and at times I, I really hate it. I, I want to be a broadcaster. Yet I write history papers that I feel like do not help me at all. How is writing a history paper going to help me work on camera someday? I don't see it. I don't understand. But I look at it this way. I have to be patient. I have 3.5 years, three and a half years to build my brand. I want to someday own my own company and have two podcasts, three podcasts maybe, where all I do is I make podcasts every day. My favorite thing in the entire world is to prepare and deliver a podcast. It's my passion. I like it more than radio. Podcasting is where it's at. There's a reason I don't join the local college radio. I get more views when I own it. I I broadcast out of my dorm room. I get more views on the internet, and I own the show. I don't have to go through anybody else. I own Strong Opinion Sports. But I have to be patient. I have to do my time. I don't want to be in college. It drives me nuts. I hate writing history papers. But I could write history papers Or I could work at Starbucks. Either way, I have to do a lot of time to build my brand and eventually reach my goals. The word is patience. Now, with that perspective in mind, that I'm aware I have to be patient, now I want to shift our attention to the the Ball brothers. There are three sons of LeVar Ball. Lonzo Ball, LiAngelo Ball, and LaMelo Ball. Two of them are really good. It seems like they can be great NBA players. One of them we're not sure about. Lonzo Ball is a rookie for the Los Angeles Lakers. Seems like he will someday be an all-star. If you ask me, he's not a bust. He's going to do great. LaMelo Ball, the youngest son, is 16, pushing 17. Not sure how old he is. He's in high school. He was just pulled out of high school. And his dad wants him to play in the NBA someday. LiAngelo Ball had a full-ride scholarship to UCLA. And his dad pulled him out of UCLA after he got in trouble. He got suspended for three months. He was going to sit on the bench at UCLA. And that was a very, very controversial decision. LiAngelo Ball, the middle brother, is the least likely to be a successful NBA player. If you ask anyone in the world, they will say LiAngelo Ball, the middle brother, is the worst of the three brothers. Just recently, this last weekend, not only was LiAngelo Ball pulled out of UCLA, 
Not only was LaMelo Ball, the younger brother, pulled out of high school so he could be homeschooled, they are now both have signed in with an agent and are going to play basketball for a team in Lithuania. These two brothers, the younger two brothers, Leangelo and LaMelo, not the one in the Lakers, the middle brother and the youngest brother, have now signed with a team in Lithuania to play professional basketball. First, I want to talk about this from the perspective of the Lithuanian team. If I'm a team in, in Eastern Europe, I could not be doing any better. This is exciting. This is awesome if you're a team in Lithuania. If you're a basketball team there, you got these two brothers, these two all-star guys, not even talent-wise, they're just reality stars. They are huge, huge personalities that people care about. You are absolutely winning. This reminds me of minor league baseball teams signing Tim Tebow. It's a great move. You're going to sell lots of tickets. You're going to have cameras everywhere, lots of eyeballs on your stuff, tons of promotion. This is great for the Lithuanian basketball team. Whoever owns that team is killing it. I'm very proud of him. That was a great move, a great business move. Now let's talk about LeVar Ball's perspective. Do I support the dad? Yes. Absolutely, unequivocally, yes. That may sound insane, but I'm going to tell you why. I'm a normal human being. I have to do the time. I have to be patient. It's going to take a long time for me to build a following and build a brand. For me to make strong opinion sports as successful as I want it to be, it's going to take a long time. But these brothers, Leangelo, Lonzo, Lamelo, they're not one of us. They're not regular guys that go to college. They are part of a big, multi-million dollar brand. They're reality stars. They have different, there are different rules for these guys than there are for you and me. The Ball family is part, they're building a brand, they're building a fan base, Again, the reality stars. Sitting on the bench, if you're LiAngelo Ball at UCLA, sitting on the bench at UCLA does not help you. That only hurts Big Baller brand. That makes LeVar Ball's t-shirt, shoe company, whatever you want to call it, that makes Big Baller brand look even worse. And don't forget, the youngest brother, LaMelo Ball, was training to be a professional basketball player and also having to write history papers, going to paper, going, worrying about English homework at Chino Hills High School. If I'm him, I'm like, how does this help me play professional basketball? I get it. But the reason why I support this decision, and I don't think it's the right thing for me, these guys are already famous. These guys have, they're at a next level than I am. I need to do my time. I need to earn it. I need to get my degree. They don't. They're already successful. They're rich. They're famous. They have eyeballs on them. For LaMelo, spending time doing English homework is an absolute waste. Now, would I send my sons to Lithuania? No. I'm not sending my sons to Eastern Europe, but my sons are not part of a multi-million dollar brand, at least if I had sons. My sons wouldn't be famous. So that, that makes sense to me. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but there's a big discrepancy between you and I and the Ball family. They have money. They have eyeballs. They need to capitalize on what they have now. Don't waste your time. If you're that family, go play basketball. Do what's best for your brand. Do what's best for selling shoes and selling t-shirts. These guys are going to be multimillionaires. They can go to college whenever they want. If they fail, they fail by 26, just go to UCLA. Go get a business degree. But right now, capitalize on what you have. I'm not saying I would send my kids to Lithuania, but I understand where they're coming from. They play by different rules because they're rich and famous. Those people have different rules than you and me. I want to focus in on that difference. The discrepancy between you and I and the Ball family. You and me, we're, we are average Joes. The Ball family, they are rich, successful, and famous. I, I don't like that, but I, and I kind of hate it, but that's the truth. I support LiAngelo Ball leaving UCLA behind 
leaving a free degree behind because he already has a huge opportunity. He's rich. He's famous. He can go back to college whenever he wants. Two people did something very similar to Leangelo Ball, and I do not support it. So I'm speaking from the outside looking in. I want to be very clear. I don't have any insider knowledge. I know just as much as you do. I only know what's public information. But I do have an opinion on this. Two Washington State University wide receivers are leaving WSU. They're leaving free college behind. They're leaving the program. Those two wide receivers are Isaiah Johnson Mack and Devaris Martin. I call him Butterhands Jr. Uh, It's really complicated, so bear with me. Isaiah Johnson Mack uh, asked to be released. He was denied by the head coach of Washington State, Mike Leach. Tavares Martin Jr., the other wide receiver, requested to leave, and he was denied. He was cut for breaking team rules. He put on Twitter, he said, I didn't know asking to leave was breaking team rules. Who knows the truth? What we do know is both of these guys are from the exact same high school in South Florida, same hometown, same place in South Florida. I get it. I understand why coming to Pullman, Washington, coming to a tiny school here would be difficult. I go to the same school. I don't like college. I don't like taking history class. I don't like how cold it is. You have to deal with a lot of bull crap and a lot of stuff you don't want to do at Washington State. But if you want a better life, you've got to put in the time. Patience. I want to be a broadcaster. I don't know what their goals are, but I know that writing history papers feels like an absolute waste. But a degree is huge. If you want to have a better life, a degree can help you have a better life. Be very, very careful when you give up free college. I, this is where the insider knowledge comes to play. I have no insider knowledge. I don't know if Isaiah Johnson Mack and Tavares Martin Jr., I don't know if they have a plan for the future. I don't know if they have another school they're transferring to. I don't know who they're talking to. I don't think they're allowed to talk to other schools. I think they're just kind of assuming, if, if it's me looking from the outside in, my guess is they are assuming their resume at Washington State says that they're good enough and they feel like they can go now play somewhere else and be successful. But this could be a huge mistake. Learn from these two guys. Nobody loves their classes. Nobody loves the cold, snowy weather. I don't like walking through ice, especially if I was from Florida, I wouldn't like the ice. But if you want a better life and you have a free degree, I would not give that up. Learn from Isaiah Johnson Mack. Learn from Tavares Martin Jr. I believe they're making a huge mistake. Be very careful when you give up a free degree. Remember, they are just like you and me. They're average Joes. They are not the Ball family. They're not rich. They're not successful. They don't have a big brand behind them. They're giving up a free opportunity to go to college. That seems like, from the outside looking in, that seems like a huge mistake. I'm going to take another short break. When I return, Russell Wilson just lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, do I still think he's an MVP candidate? After watching that game. And the Yankees just became terrifying. I'm going to let you finish that sentence for yourself. I will talk about that next. You can subscribe to Strong Opinion Sports on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and on YouTube. I put my full podcast on YouTube. I also put my best, most interesting clips on YouTube. Tell your friends about this show. Share this with your friends on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, whatever it is. Share the link. Help me out. We're growing. It's really fun. We're building an awesome fan base. I love you guys so very much. Help me continue to grow Strong Opinion Sports by telling your friends. My name is Zach Schaumler. I'll be right back. All right, we are back. My name is Zach Schaumler. This is Strong Opinion Sports. I want to start with the New England 
Patriots. Tonight, the New England Patriots lost to the Miami Dolphins on Monday Night Football. And the narrative after this game will be, is Tom Brady getting old? Is Tom Brady too old to be successful in the NFL? That is because not only did he lose to the lowly Miami Dolphins, Tom Brady didn't have a great game. He threw two interceptions, only one touchdown. He was 24 for 43 passing. It wasn't a great night. If I'm Bill Belichick, I am going to rest Tom Brady in week 17. I'm giving Tom Brady the last game of the season off. Right now, the Patriots are 10-3. and three. They're going to be either the number one, probably the number two seed in the AFC. You can afford to rest your quarterback in the last game of the season. We've seen before, Tom Brady's better when he gets rest. Last season was maybe Tom Brady's best year ever on the NFL football field. That is because I think, my belief is, Tom Brady had four games off at the beginning of the season. He got to rest, prepare, recuperate, and it was fresh later in the season because he had four games off earlier in the year. Resting Tom Brady, I know that's not what Bill Belichick does. Bill Belichick does not believe in resting starters at the end of the season. I think that's what he should do, though. I think Tom Brady's getting up there in age. Change the rules a little bit. Give Tom Brady a week off. Let him rest. The Patriots will be fine. I believe the Patriots are still my favorite to win the Super Bowl. Tom Brady is getting old, but I think he just had a bad game. It happens from time to time. Tom Brady and the Patriots are still my favorite to win the Super Bowl, even though they lost to the Dolphins. I'm not worried. I think the Patriots will be absolutely okay. If you ask me, Russell Wilson is the NFL MVP. Russell Wilson has scored 32 of the Seahawks' 33 offensive touchdowns. Russell Wilson's playing unbelievable. I I cannot believe people still criticize Russell Wilson and don't think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I think they're still holding on to the fact that Russell Wilson is short because Russell Wilson's playing out of his mind. He's lights out this year. But yesterday, on Sunday, the Seahawks lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Seahawks lost 30-24 in Jacksonville. And it it was a really tough loss. The Seahawks didn't play great. They played very, very fine. And they lost a game to a good team. The Jacksonville Jaguars are good. They're 9-4. and four. They've had a good year. And I think they have the best defense in the NFL. Now the question was, does this loss, does losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars, having three touchdowns and three interceptions against the best defense in the NFL, does the loss yesterday change my opinion of Russell Wilson? Is Russell Wilson still an MVP candidate? Absolutely, Russell Wilson is still my favorite to win the NFL MVP, especially with Carson Wentz going down yesterday. Look at it this way. Russell Wilson is a one-man show. He's, a, he's a, an average offensive line, very below average offensive line. Not very good receivers, not very good running backs. Russell Wilson is a one-man show. And yet, as a one-man show, and I proved that with the 32 of 33 touchdowns, Russell Wilson, as a one-man show, Still made it a one-score game against the best defense in the NFL. In fact, if you watch that game, Russell Wilson had a bad game. So if Russell Wilson plays the best defense in the NFL, out of 10 times, Russell Wilson wins the majority. It was a tough loss. I'm well aware. But Russell Wilson is absolutely still my favorite for winning the NFL MVP. The NFC West is still up for grabs. They could come from behind and beat the Rams. Russell Wilson's in a good position. He's really done a lot for his football team. I would not count Russell Wilson out. I know he had a mediocre to bad game last night. The Seahawks are fine, and Russell Wilson will play much better. Again, if Russell Wilson plays the Jacksonville Jaguars 10 times, he wins the majority. He wins probably 7 out of 10 matchups. Russell Wilson's playing lights out, 
and he almost beat the best defense in the NFL with his hands tied behind him, his back, and by himself. Let's end with some baseball. Who are the five biggest stars in Major League Baseball? Not the best players, the biggest stars. When I think of baseball, I think of five names. Clayton Kershaw, Aaron Judge, Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, and John Carlos Stanton. Without question, if I have to write down five names, those are the first five that pop into my mind. There might be better players. There might be more interesting players to you, but to me, when I think of baseball players, those five names, again, Mike Trout, John Carlos Stanton, Clayton Kershaw, Aaron Judge, and Bryce Harper, they are the first five names I think of in baseball. Right, wrong, or indifferent, that is the truth. This weekend, John Carlos Stanton, one of the five best players, most interesting, biggest stars in Major League Baseball, was traded from the Miami Marlins to the New York Yankees. The Yankees now have two of the five biggest stars in all of baseball. This feels like the Yankees of the early 2000s when the Yankees had seemingly every all-star player in Major League Baseball. The Yankees are really building something cool. Last year, Aaron Judge had 52 home runs. Aaron Judge is already with the Yankees. Then they traded and acquired John Carlos Stanton, who had 59 home runs last year. That is 111 home runs combined if they both played together last year. That's unbelievable. They have two of the biggest, most interesting players in baseball. The Yankees are now the team to watch in the MLB. I'm so excited. There are great storylines for next season. I've never been more excited. I'm not very excited normally for Major League Baseball, but there are two storylines that just grab my attention. Similar to the way Lonzo Ball makes me really interested in the NBA, these two storylines make me very, very excited for Major League Baseball next year. We saw we see Shuhei Otani, the kind of Japanese mystery player, going to Los Angeles and playing for the Angels. That's exciting. And now we have two megastars, two of the best players in all of baseball, both playing for the New York Yankees, two of definitely the best home run hitters in baseball playing for the Yankees. As a fan, as a fan of baseball, as a fan of storytelling, I cannot wait to see what happens. Whether they fail, whether they crash and burn, whether they succeed and win the World Series, Shuhei Otani going to the Angels and John Carlos Stanton playing with Aaron Judge with the Yankees, it's going to be absolutely incredible. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see what happens. My name is Zach Schaumler. This has been Strong Opinion Sports for Monday, December 11th. You can subscribe to Strong Opinion Sports on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and on YouTube. I put my full entire show on YouTube, about 45 minutes to an hour. I put my best, most interesting clips on YouTube. Tell your friends about this show. We're growing. We're going incredibly fast. I can't believe it, actually. It's it's really exciting. It's really cool. Tell your friends about Strong Opinion Sports. We're growing. Help me grow. Share it on Twitter. Share it on Facebook. Tell everyone you know. I listen to this guy, Zach Schellner. He's kind of a nut, but you know sports. He loves to talk about life. Tell your friends about Strong Opinion Sports. My name is Zach Schellner. Thank you so very much for listening, and have a great day, everybody.